Speckram the Religion by the Speckram Junior Archivist Cabal, and Starchburst Kskrskirk. From Volume 161, Number 2 of Speculative Grammarian, March 2011. Linguists have always had several choices of deity, including Bloodweta and Herlot, or Thoth, the pre technological deity of computational linguistics, but there have never been any gods of satirical linguistics. However, on a recent data diving expedition, we three junior Speckram archivists have discovered that we are not as theologically lonely as we might have once thought. Detailing what has been described as an orgiastic melting pot of world religions, several 3rd century Phoenician scrolls found in modern day Lebanon in the 1830s give the divine genealogy of the first Speculator Grammateus. They also assume a familiarity with world mythology and divine unification grammar. Part of the story contained in these texts is presented here, translated and rendered into English by the Autogrammaticon Quasi-Universal Translator and Optical Transducer. Thus it is written, Bloodweta and Loki begat a daughter, Ash, the goddess of burnt flowers and free word order. Ash did roam the world, and when she found languages bound to strict word order, if her spirit was moved, she did reach out her hand and spin the cycle of grammaticalization, and they would become free. Unto herself, Ash did take Larith as her consort. Ash and Larith begat a daughter, Dwinwin Gwither, the goddess of borrowed and stolen words. Dwinwin Gwither, like her mother, was a wanderer, but she was not so carefree. She did sneak from land to land, taking words from tongue to tongue, mixing and borrowing and calking and hoarding. And so it is also written, Nolifica and Thoth begat a son, Chaupunctum, the god of uninitialized pointers. Chaupunctum did inspect and curate the reference of null pointers, digital, morphomic, philosophical, and self-referential. He watches over and guides the missteps of babes and fools, except when they are giving live demos, then he does leave them completely on their own. Even as Dwinwin Gwither did steal the last essence of a word from a near-forgotten tongue, did Hau Punctum seek to dereference a pointer to it in the mind of the last speaker, as she gasped her last breath. Their spirits embraced in the netherworld of Long, and their bodies did join in the earthly dominion of parole. So did it come to pass that Dwinwin Gwither and Hau Punctum begat the twin gods of minimal pairs, a son, Takashi Takeshi, the god of nobly aspirated consonants, and a daughter, Tamiko Tamoko Tomoko, the goddess of onomastic doublets and vowel harmony. Takashi Takeshi did leave the world of everyday things to begin a school in the mountains, where he sought to teach mankind the true joy and inner peace that comes of Fortis articulation. Meanwhile, Tamiko Tamoko Tomoko, like mother and grandmother before, did peregrinate far and wide. She encouraged mothers to give overly cutesy pairs of names to their twin children, and she inspired those twins to live far apart, yet retain surprisingly many attributes of similarity, being thus in harmony. Furthermore, it is additionally written, Kokopele and Geldruda begat a daughter, Fone, the muse of sarcasm. Fone did in time become the patron of jesters, comedians, parodists, satirists, and editors of linguistics journals. She did conjure a half-dozen hemi-demi-demons, snark, spite, snide, sneer, scorn, and scathe, and release them into the world. They spread dang nation, creating heck on earth for untold tens of mortals. Over the timeless eons, Tamiko Tamoko Tomoko 
did come to be aware of the engagingly bitter works of Fonet and her minions, and so she sought her out. Having found her, she clave her to her bosom, and Fonet did reciprocate in kind. In time, Tamiko Tamoko Tomoko and Fonet begat a son, Ephemios Anaxagoras, the first and most feared Speculator Grammateus. Cabalist note, Maui, the Polynesian trickster god, Puck, the mischievous English nature sprite, and several well-known leprechauns have all been identified in several ancillary scrolls as likely candidates to be the anonymous donor of the necessary, uh, moving constituents required to inseminate the female power couple. Also of note, each mother carried the baby for four or five months. They alternated every month so that the pregnancy and attendant discomforts would not unduly interfere with their careers outside the home. Countless are the grammatical and scrivenatorial feats of the greatest of the executioner scribes, Ephemios Anaxagoras, though among his most famous is the defeat of Chastitza, the embodiment of dropped particles, a great fanged beast sprung to life at the behest of a trio of witches, rumored to perhaps be the fell servants of Typhon, the Deletor. Now satirical linguists of all stripes can find some deity that appeals to them on a personal level, while retaining sound textual and theological links to one or the other of the provably true religions, Bloodwettaism and anti-Bloodwettaism. The more sarcastic among us may invoke phone in times of need. Those who find sarcasm a low form of satire may profess antiphoneism. Computational lingua prankers will enjoy the anarchic blessing of haupunctum in their code, while the anti-haupunctumites diligently initialize all variables. The Specgram puzzle elves have already set up a shrine to Tamiko Tamoko Tomoko. Satirical linguists who wish to give in to their baser prescriptivist leanings may embrace Ephemios Anaxagoras, already a saint among some members of the original English movement. There are even rumors, possibly only urban legends, of a cult of Chastitza forming among the anti-Ephemios Anaxagorasistas within the OEM. They are said to believe that Chastitza will rise again at the time of Runicarak, an end-time scenario in which the Futhork will reassert dominance over a pan-global English, bringing the world to an end. At Runicarak, Chastitza is supposed to devour Ephemios Anaxagoras. See, there's something for everyone.